Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome, everybody, to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Uh, I'm Dr. Relly Nadler, and my esteemed co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, is here. And between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders to perform in the top 10%. We always want to give you tools, tips, interviews with cutting-edge experts to help you perform in the top 10%, but also to help you develop your team and your organization. Let me give you a little uh, quick info about our guest today. Our best is Christine Comaford. She has a new book that we're going to be um, digging deep into, Smart Tribes. Let me say a few things about uh, Christine before we first bring on Kathy, and then we'll bring on Christine. Bill Gates has called uh, Christine uh, super high bandwidth. Bill Clinton has thanked her for fostering American entrepreneurship. For over 30 years, New York Times bestselling author and leadership and culture coach Christine Comerford has been helping leaders navigate growth and change. Christine is sought after for providing proven strategies to shift executive behavior to create more positive outcomes, enroll and align teams in times of change, massively increase sales, product offerings, and company value. Her coaching, consulting, and strategies have created hundreds of millions of dollars in new revenue and value for her clients. The potent neuroscience techniques she teaches are easy to learn and immediately applicable to help leaders see into their blind spots, expand their vision, and more effectively, influence uh, outcomes. So I'm really excited to hear what Christine has to say. I'm sure Kathy has, and I'm sure as our audience, you are too. So Kathy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Riley. I'm very much looking forward to having some fun today with our guest, Christine Comerford. And um, as many of you may know, she has a book out called Smart Tribes, and she is a New York Times uh, bestselling author of Rules for Renegades. And of course, Riley and I love anybody who's a renegade, <laughs> the two of us could easily right. join that club. I just want to make sure that all of you are tuning in. Uh, uh, those of you who recognize us, um, good for you. I'm glad you've been with us before. We've been on the air now for eight years, and we're a top-ranked radio show on the Voice America Network. But for those of you who don't know my esteemed co-host, Dr. Relly Nadler, let me just give you a few tidbits before we get started with Christine. Dr. Relly Nadler is a master-level certified executive coach, psychologist, corporate leadership, and team trainer. And, of course, Dr. Nadler brings his legendary expertise in emotional intelligence to all of his keynotes, consulting, coaching, and development programs. Relly's newest top-ranked book, Leading with Emotional Intelligence, provides hundreds of tools and strategies so you can develop star performers across industries, including yourself. You can visit him at truenorthleadership.com. You can get lots of free downloads to access your best performance through emotional intelligence, including his free iApp, Leadership Keys, and it's also available at the iTunes Store. You can also join Relly's EI Central Interest Group to gain access to the latest thinking on emotional intelligence, 
at www.truenorthleadership.com. And, Relly, why don't you tell everybody the easy number they can text yeah. to to get lots of free bonuses? Sure. Thank you, Kathy. You can text EI, stands for Emotional Intelligence, EI Central to 3840. That's EI Central to 3840. Kathy, let me say a few words for folks that may not know you. Dr. Kathy Greenberg coaches leading executives entire companies on her proven work-life strategies based on positive psychology and now the science of courage. Kathy has been named the first lady of happiness by ABC TV. She's authored multiple popular books on the science of happiness, including What uh, Happy Working Mothers Know, Now Over a Dozen Languages, she touches millions as a much-in-demand speaker, TV, radio, and media personality. She's the founder of four consultancies and three leadership institutes. Kathy actively supports behavioral research while offering friendly tips and tools to be your best at work and at home. Kathy also has a free uh, iPhone app called Your Happiness Now. You get a, a chance to see her smiling face there and get some of the tips uh, from her books. Her latest number one best-selling book is based on work with special forces, sports athletes, and global executives, and it's entitled Fearless Leaders, Sharpen Your Focus. It's available on Amazon, and it has a fully integrated software platform that you can go to to help you and your team become fearless leaders. So you want to visit her, and she's got a great team of working warriors and special operation coaches at www.fearlessleadersquiz.com. Let me repeat that. Uh, www.fearlessleadersquiz.com to take the free leadership style quiz and receive free downloads to access your true talents for life. A long, long, uh, long sorry, talents for lifelong satisfaction and performance. So, Kathy, do we want to uh, go ahead and just bring on Christine? I would love to do that. I think, um, you know, just one of the things I'd like to make sure that uh, our audience. Um, understands really having been on the air with them for many years and as we've evolved you know our focus uh, has been on emotional and social intelligence and maybe we could just just a couple of data points if you will sure. on why leadership is so important yeah. and why a book like smart tribes is so appropriate for today's programming sure let me just say a couple things and i'm sure christine's going to uh, add to everything that we say here absolutely but so there is a uh, leadership crisis now with the baby boomers leaving and Generation Gener- X and Y coming into these new leadership roles. Uh, we're losing uh, a lot of bodies, and we're also losing a lot of brains that have a little more emotional intelligence with the baby boomers leaving, mostly because the Gen X, Gen Y are spending more hours in front of a screen. And I think uh, given more with the video technology, that gap will uh, lessen over the years. Um, but so when you think about someone moving up, you can think about how smart they are, techno expertise, and this aspect of emotional intelligence, which incorporates a lot of the leadership competencies that we always talk about. So when someone moves up in an organization, more of their success factors are around emotional intelligence, understanding themselves and managing themselves, understanding others and managing others. So that's why we want to give you key tips and tools we all know there's a lot of research that supports this, but I think what Kathy and I and uh, Christine are focusing on is these how-to tools to help you and your team and organization perform better. Fantastic. And I think that really sets us up for a terrific 
and fun-filled conversation today. So as we bring on Christine, let me tell you a little bit more uh, about her and how I met her. Uh, We were speaking at the Gazelles Institute Leadership Summit that is sponsored by Fortune Magazine, and uh, we were extremely fortunate to be seated at the speaker's table together, and uh, we exchanged some notes, and I was delighted to receive Christine's book, We were able to schedule today because Christine is, in fact, doing her book tour, and we are delighted that we have Christine with us today. You know, as an entrepreneur, Christine has built and sold five of her own businesses with an average of 700% return on investment. She served as a board director, in the trenches advisor, or um, as a venture capitalist or angel investor to 36 startups, including Google. And she has invested in over 200 startups herself. One of the things that I think is really exciting uh, about Christine's work is obviously she has consulted to the White House, both to Clinton and to Bush, and 700 of the Fortune 1000 and over 300 small businesses. She has helped over 50 of her clients to exit their businesses for up to $425 million. And Christine has repeatedly identified and championed key trends and technologies years before market acceptance. So she's a leading edge provider of consulting. And a lot of that is due in part to her work as a software engineer in the early days of Microsoft, Apple, and Adobe. And that's one of the reasons I really connected with Christine, um, you know, given my background with Accenture and starting in the same way, really, it was really obvious to me that the two of us had, we had concurrent paths that had never crossed. Christine is a leadership columnist for www.forbes.com. She has appeared on Good Morning America, CNN, CNBC, um, MSNBC, all my favorites, and of course, Fox Business Network, PBS, CNET, and Stanford Graduate School of Business has done two case studies on her work. I think that you are all going to enjoy getting to know Christine today, and we're going to focus on her new best-selling book, and it's called Smart Tribes, How Teams Become Brilliant Together. She's also the author of Rules for Renegades. Christine, we believe you're going to be not only doing well while you're doing good for our audience, but helping them use a business path for personal development, wealth, creation, and philanthropy. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Kathy. Thank you, Relly. It's awesome to be here. Well, we are going to um, take a quick break, so don't go away. We're going to be right back with Christine Comerford and Smart Tribes. You're listening to Leadership Development News. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. 
seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. We're about ready to jump into a really exciting conversation with Christine Comerford. We're going to talk about uh, Smart Tribes. She has a website that you can go to, www.smarttribesinstitute.com slash, uh, forward slash join. Get more information about it and also join for free webinars and resources. So, Christine, we always start off by asking folks who have been some of the most influential people in, in your career. Well, when I think of it, I'll, I'll mention a couple of names and then I'll just talk about a couple of people that no one has heard of. So, okay. um Bill Gates was hugely influential since I was one of the early female programmers at Microsoft, and I learned a lot about uh, tenacity from Bill Gates. <laughs> um, Jerry Jampolsky, who is the author of um, 
gosh, he's got a couple of things. Teach Only yeah. Love, Love is Letting Go of Fear, just a really brilliant man, the Dalai Lama, who had me scrub toilets for 24 hours to learn about clearing my ego, and then just a lot of really amazing, remarkable people, just regular people doing inspiring and courageous things. That's outstanding. As I think about you scrubbing toilets, I'm thinking that is a very good way to learn to be egoless. I don't think there's anything better than doing that. Or or as I've heard in the military, they give somebody a toothbrush and tell them to clean the bathroom floor. I didn't have to use a toothbrush, but it was a lot of scrubbing. (laughs) Yes, and, you know, well, it it makes you humble. And as Relly will probably tell you over the years, we all learn uh, what we're capable of through our own humility. And I think until we recognize what humility is, it's hard for us to, um, to, to really hear others or to learn from others. So that's, that's an amazing um, story there. I just can't get that visual out of my head. So tell us about your new book, Our Tribes, <laughs> and how it came yeah. about, Christine. What, what was the motivation here? Right, right. Okay, so we have been helping leaders get good old regular people to do extraordinary things for 30 years. And um, a couple of years ago, our client sat me down, several of our clients, and said, you know, you've got to capture all these cool neuroscience-based techniques that you teach us because if you ever, God forbid, got hit by a bus, these things would be gone. So um, after writing my first book, which we were very fortunate, became a New York Times bestseller, and then Smart Tribes became a New York Times bestseller, um, and now we're working on our third book. So really, it's, here's the reason that we had to write Smart Tribes. We go into these organizations, amazing people, they really care, but we see so much fight, flight, freeze. We see so much fear. We see unclear communication, constantly changing directives. Either the company needs to do a radical turnaround or the company is growing so fast that everybody is pretty panicky and freaked out or the company is stuck. And we've really figured out very clearly the revenue inflection points where a company must do certain things to navigate to and through that revenue inflection point. And if they don't do that, they'll either spiral there or they'll start to slide back. So it was time for us to package this all up so the people that we'll never be able to work with because, you know, we can only work with so many would be able to benefit from our kind of discoveries and our techniques. And part of the technique that I see in the book um, are called accelerators. And these are, are tools uh, that you have as sweet spots, and obviously many of them are brain-based. How many exactly are there in the book? You know, there are well over 30 tools in the book, Kathy, and we'll be going over some of them today. But these are tangible, Fantastic. pragmatic, easy-to-learn, and easy-to-apply tools that bring positive, profound change pretty quickly. And Christine, you mentioned these inflection points, and before we get into maybe some of the tools, could you, know, could you just highlight some? I'm just thinking from our listeners, they may go, whoa, whoa, am I at an inflection point? Is my company at an inflection point? What, what are some of those? Good point, Relly. Okay, so here's where we see the standard inflection points where, frankly, at each one you have a whole new company. $10 million, $25 million, this is gross revenue, $50 million, $100 million, $250 500 million, 1 billion, and it goes on up. But at each of these, you have to do three different types of things. You have to do some people stuff, some money stuff, and some model stuff. And not everybody can do all three, so we always say do the people things first. 
Mm. You know, do the cultural assessment when you're heading towards 25 million. You know, make sure that you have your 360s in place. Make sure that you have your leadership development programs in place. Make sure that you are kind of guiding people through individual development plans. So people will see in the first chapter of Smart Tribes how we explain that you get a different business at each inflection point and you must prepare in advance so that you navigate to and through that revenue inflection point. That is a really great point, Christine. One of the things that Relly and I use in our work are ROI, ROP, and we now use ROL from Fearless Leaders. And we really strongly believe that the ROI, the, the natural return on investment, which are the financial inflection points that you're describing, will come as a result of ROP, return on people. And that's a military model that we've used for over a decade that helps people understand when you're in the military, you get rewarded for, re- for reinforcing bringing back whole healthy people, not just you know stores of ammunition or uh, other things used in a time of war. And I think one of the exciting parts about your work is that you're telling everybody, if I heard you correctly, focus on that ROP, that return on people, and get that really organized before you focus on something else. Yes, and let me say one quick thing. The vast majority of companies that we initially approach um, haven't really figured out a learning and development program, and Harvard did a study a while ago, and they found that people who had been leading others for 10 years on average only then, after 10 years of leadership, did they start to get some leadership development work and support from the organization. Our most, most successful clients have 24 hours of learning for everybody in the organization annually and two weeks of learning, training for all leaders annually. Wow. So that's amazing. Yeah. So you, what I love what you're saying, especially these inflection points, Christine, and I'm thinking as you're growing the company – and I just like to think in the kind of these visual terms, as you're growing the company, the food and the, the nutrients of kind of gr- like you're growing an individual is the leadership development. So, you know, as the, as the child grows to an adolescent, you know, you know, the bigger numbers and revenue, it's the leadership development that's kind of the fuel that I see you focusing on first. Absolutely. Good point. Yep, yep, yep. So, Christine, in your book, you write a lot about how we get stuck in our critter state at work and what is a critter state and what happens to us when we're in our critter state yeah so we call it critter state because you're like a little animal and you're running safety programs safe or not safe or not dead or not you're running very basic reptilian and mammalian programs let me describe the three kind of areas of the brain or the three brains that we all have and where we get in trouble the reptilian brain is the brainstem, the most primal part of us. It governs temperature regulation, breathing, balance. The reptilian brain, if it could speak, would say dead or not. It's a stimulus response machine coded only for safety, doesn't understand quality of life. Next, mammalian brain, our emotional center, also a stimulus response machine, also coded for safety or survival, but more on the emotional level. This is where we have the limbic system, fight, flight, freeze. So emotions and memory are here in the mammalian brain. If the mammalian brain could speak, it would say friend or foe. A little more evolved than dead or not, but still running safety programs. Layered on top, neocortex. This is where we have tool making, language skills, planning, vision, innovation, creativity, 
And this is, if the neocortex could speak, it would say, what can I create? Now, when we're in a stressful environment, constantly changing directives, rapid growth, turnaround, unclear communications, we slide into the reptilian mammalian combo that we call critter state. This is where we're just keeping our heads down, doing basic work, just trying to not be dead, if you will, trying to primal, kind of primal survival here. This is where we have silos, um, self-sabotage, unclear communication, withholding information, fear, gossip, rumors, overwhelm, etc. And when we're there, people are performing at a fraction of what they're capable of. As leaders, it's our job to get them into what we call the smart state, where all three parts of the brain are working together. So if a bus zooms by, your reptilian brain will make your body jump out of the way to keep you not dead, you know. But if you get a flame email, you won't freak out. You'll just say, wow, poor George is having a bad day. You'll be able to innovate, <laughs> collaborate, etc. you know. Absolutely. That's Let's amazing. Look at the you numbers. just said that, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's huge. Think about that for a second, Relly, right? I mean, if you can teach someone that neuroscience as simply as Christine just did in, what, yeah. two minutes, it really makes a big difference because, yeah, when, when, when poor George or, or, or Samantha or whoever sends you that nasty gram, you're like, ooh, I guess they're really having a bad day. It's not about me. That's a huge distinction for people to be able to make. Sure, and it also yeah. shows just the, the kind of compassion, um, you know, which gets them out of, you know, why are they doing this to me? And I love what you said, Christine. We always talk about you kind of have to name it to tame it. And I think just that I imagine that you do in your book and your programs is to let people know more what's going on in their brain so they can go, oh, wait a minute, I could step back for a moment and I don't have to react. I could be a little bit more proactive here. I have choice. I have yes. choice. I have power. Yeah. So here's what happens, you guys, for the ROI listeners. When you have your team in the smart state, that's what we call a smart tribe. The more people in your company, in your family, Mm. in your group of friends that are in their smart state, the more we create a smart tribe. That is fantastic. And we're going to come right back to more tips and tools from author Christine Comerford on her great new book, Smart Tribes. I wanted to say on great new smart states, and we're going to learn more about that. So don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development News. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you a fearless leader? Fearless leaders stop at nothing to win while engaging others through positive action. Fearless leaders operate with a strong sense of freedom. They embrace the courage to fail. They respond to challenges with resilience. They operate from a higher consciousness, and they excel through a mindset for success to increase everyone's ROL, or return on leadership. You can, too. Let Dr. Kathy Greenberg and a rare team of special operations coaches help you realize your full potential at fearlessleadersgroup.com. The Fearless Leaders Group applies a powerful coach approach beyond tools and techniques by fundamentally transforming a leader's core abilities and approaches to any business in as little as 90 days. Act now and receive a free bonus. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com. Take the free assessment and find out what you are truly capable of. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com to find the fearless leader in you and discover how being fearless truly equals freedom. 
Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. We're talking with Christine Comerford, and you want to get some more information about her Smart Tribes, it's www.smarttribesinstitute.com. And just before the break, you were telling us about a the smart state uh, equals smart tribe, and then you're going to go into some of the numbers, which I think gets, gets executives' attention first. <laughs> yes. So what's the ROI? What's the return on investment in having your people in their smart state and creating a smart tribe? Well, what we found is 35 to 50% more productive. Give us any person, they will be 35 to 50% more productive in six months or less. Um, executives get five to 15 more hours per week when their team is a smart tribe because people are doing their own stuff, they're owning their areas, they're super accountable, they're super innovative, so the executive gets to do the cool strategic stuff that they want to do. We find marketing campaigns are 300% more effective, sales are closed up to 50% faster, etc. It goes on and on, and there's a whole ROI section in smart tribes and some of the stats that our clients like to track. That's you know, great. As I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about all the things that you're talking about. Now, we talk about ROL, return on leadership, and that comes from doing the right things the right way with ROI and ROP. And you've talked a little bit about, about the ROI and a little bit about ROP. Talk to us a little bit about some of these tools and accelerators that you believe are really going to make a difference. Yes, great. So, Kathy, what we find is that there are five areas where if a leader really tunes up their skills, and we talk about these in smart tribes, then we can get a sustainable, lasting smart tribe. So focus, clarity, accountability, influence, and sustainability. 
So let's just talk briefly on a couple. For starters, on clarity, I find very few people like to give feedback. And feedback is crucial because otherwise people will go into their critter state. They'll start to make up scary stories. So first we want everybody to start using the feedback frame. And the feedback frame is only two statements. What's working is blank. And what I'd like to see more of is blank. If we do this on a regular basis, then we help have, have this kind of rich communication going. We start to build some trust. But here's the most important thing. Many of us are taught sort of a feedback sandwich. You know, you're awesome, but, you know, you need to improve here. But you're awesome doesn't work. You need to make sure you actually let their frontal lobes open up so what's working is bing, bing, and bing. The person then loads up visual, auditory, kinesthetic structures. They go, ah, that's what she likes. That's what's working. Got it. Yep. Good. Okay, next. And what I'd like to see more of is bong, bong, bong. Ah, okay. So she wants, she likes those things, but she wants more of those things, and then she likes those things. Got it. Their brain connects that together. As the leader, stop talking let them kind of ground what they just heard, and then it can be open to questions. But the feedback frame, we've got to use that on a regular basis. If somebody keeps dropping their accountability, we've got to have four conversations. Everybody write this down. The first time they drop it, are you okay? They might not be. Find out if they're okay. They might have had a personal life disaster. If they are okay, sit down, explain, hey, you know, accountability, it's one of our core values here, so let's look at where this broke down so that we can, you know, do some better time management, et cetera. If it happens again, gosh, um, is there too much on your plate? Because maybe the person is in pure overwhelm and they can't focus. If there's too much on their plate, it's your job as their leader to sit down with them, do a high-value, low-value table. On the left, write down all the low-value activities that they're doing. On the right, write down all the high-value activities that they're doing. Figure out what percentage of 100% is going to low and high. Start to take some low stuff off their list. Ditch, delegate, defer. If it happens again, bring HR, or as we call in California, talent in. And this is the conversation next where we say, is this the right role for you? Because it seems like we've had this conversation a couple times. It's not quite clicking. Let's talk about if this is the right role. Maybe that role has become too big as the company has grown. Maybe it's two roles. Then if it happens again, this is where we have to say, gosh, do you really want to work here? Because your behavior is showing me that you don't. So let's get clear on this. And in step three, you're going to put them on a counseling process. You're going to guide them through kind of a co-created turnaround plan, and it's going to work or it's not based on the strength of their leadership. And if you're following our process that we lay out on our website, smarttribesinstitute.com. We also wrote a um, blog on bullies. You can just go to Forbes, and you can search for Come Afford Bullies, and you'll see a seven-step process to deal with bullies as well. Amazing. One of the things that I really get excited about when I thumb through your book and I'm looking at these little prescriptions, right, Smart Tribe prescriptions, yeah. you talk about right person, wrong role, and you talk about a chaos culture. And an example um, of, of one of the clients you worked with where, um, and we've seen this so many times because you were so clear just now on what to do and what not to do and what works and what opens the brain and what closes the brain and what gives people an opportunity to be successful and effective if they're in the right role versus if they're in the wrong role. So maybe you can talk a little bit about how that 
chaos culture supports that or could possibly undermine that. Good, good. Thank you. So, you know, when everything's urgent, nothing's important. Mm. So a chaos culture is saying that. It's like the crisis of the moment or the strategy of the second. So we've got to look at leadership and we've got to say, whoa, why are we constantly changing our strategy and no one can ever keep up? Or, you know, why don't we have adequate planning so that everything is a crazy fire drill? Or, as we see sometimes, companies will let their clients um, determine their emotional state. And if a client is super demanding and always causing chaos, that's where we have to actually do some client management. Here's the thing. We want to watch out for the tension triangle. We want to watch Mm. out for the natural tendency when we're in crisis, urgency, critter state, chaos, we will slide in to victim, rescuer, Mm. or persecutor. We all were raised in our own family system for one of those roles. I was raised to default to rescuer. You know, and I've worked really hard, you know, to not be a rescuer anymore. I was going to say, I think a lot of women are put into that Thank you, Kathy. Yes, a lot of us are socialized as women to rescue everybody else at all costs, even if that means that you die in the process, right? So what we want to do is we just want to, what you guys said it, you know, name it. You know, we want to um, name it so we can tame it. So, okay, great. So, gosh, wow, I'm really feeling like a victim here. You know, I'm feeling powerless. I'm saying, why does this always happen to me, et cetera? Or I'm feeling like a rescuer. I'm feeling like, oh, I've got to save everybody. Oh, you know, it's all about me, you know, making sure everybody's okay. Or I'm um, in persecutor. The beatings will continue until morale improves. You know, we have to find what role we're on, be really upfront about it, and then use a tool that I want to go through that might take a couple minutes, so it might be after the break, to get us to our positive alternative. So this is how we shift from tension to empowerment. So tension triangle, victim, rescuer, persecutor, empowerment triangle, the victim becomes an outcome creator because the victim is actually a good person. They're telling you that they want something. It's just not coming out very clearly. They're whining or complaining behavior. If you get beyond that, you'll see that they actually want something. We help the victim create the outcome they want. We help the rescuer help others have insights to solve their own problems, and then we help the persecutor get action, become an action creator, because the persecutor is just frustrated. In the tension triangle, everyone's trying to control, and it's not working. And Christine, I love this model. You know, as a psychologist, we used this uh, a while back, you know, really with folks in different kind of addictions and and families, but it's that rotating, because I think like you're saying, and Kathy, you brought this up, I think, you know, for women or anybody who says, look, I'm the rescuer, look look what I'm doing, and then all of a sudden you find yourself in the victim role, you know, and go, wait a minute, how did I get here? You know, and why, you know, why don't they appreciate me? And so that rotating piece is, is yeah. so interesting. And I think, like you're saying, Christine, for people to be aware of that, that, yeah, they probably have a role that they uh, gravitate to, but if they can, all of a sudden, before they know it, they're in a different part of the triangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like leaders often will say, I'm not a victim. But if you actually debug it, they, often they will slide into persecutor, but they go pop into victim first, but it's so uncomfortable that they right. go pop and they zoom into rah, 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 persecutor. But here's the yeah. thing. Yeah, Karpman brought us the dreaded dry, drama triangle a zillion years ago. But the problem is we have to actually get what the solution is. So the solution to get to the positive counterpart, to get to true empowerment, is what we call and what we use 
from NLP is the outcome frame. And the outcome frame is a series of questions that helps us have insights. Insights are essential for human beings. We've got to have two things. Our brain needs to have insights, our insights, not somebody else's insights given to us where they expect us to be emotionally engaged because it wasn't our insight. So our own insights, and then we have to aspire. We have to see that no matter how crazy it is right now, I see how cool it's going to get, and I see the promised land ahead of me, and I know how to get there. So we use a series of questions. You can ask yourself these questions when you're in critter state. You can ask others to help them get out. And also sometimes we just need to ask these questions so people can step into their own power and own it and get the change they want to see. And the questions are the following. What would you like? What would you like? That's got to be something you create and maintain. It's not, I would like world peace. Too big and you can't create and maintain it. What would you like? Well, you know what? I'd like to be more patient. What would you like? I'd like to be more accountable. What would you like? I'd like to lead or provide the structures so Susie Q can feel more safe at work, etc. This is we get back. such a fantastic conversation, Christine, and I know that uh, our audience is, is just very excited about what they're hearing. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk about a few more of these exciting tools. So don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development News. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Are you a fearless leader? Fearless leaders stop at nothing to win while engaging others through positive action. Fearless leaders operate with a strong sense of freedom. They embrace the courage to fail. They respond to challenges with resilience. They operate from a higher consciousness, and they excel through a mindset for success to increase everyone's ROL, or return on leadership. You can, too. Let Dr. Kathy Greenberg and a rare team of special operations coaches help you realize your full potential at fearlessleadersgroup.com. The Fearless Leaders Group applies a powerful coach approach beyond tools and techniques by fundamentally transforming a leader's core abilities and approaches to any business in as little as 90 days. Act now and receive a free bonus. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com. Take the free assessment and find out what you are truly capable of. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com to find the fearless leader in you and discover how being fearless truly equals freedom. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and 
brand influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. We're talking with Christine Comelford and her uh, book Smart Tribes. You can get it and get information about smarttribesinstitute.com. And before the break, Christine, we were talking about some of the questions to kind of get, that, uh, get people thinking. You know, I would say these are, that you're presenting are some of these prefrontal cortex questions to get really people thinking versus just reacting. So maybe you can share some more of that. Yeah, okay, so we were talking about the outcome frame before the break. The first question was, what would you like? Mm-hmm. Something you can create and maintain, okay? The second is, what will having that do for you? Once you have that thing that you would like, what will having that do for you? Really get present to the benefits and to how you'll feel. Third, how will you know when you have it? What proof, mm-hmm. what criteria, what tangible, measurable, specific stuff will show up so you'll know that you actually got it? One of my favorites, number four, what a value might you risk or lose? Hmm, we need to get present to the cost. What a value might you risk or lose? So we want to understand these things, and then you can just pop in, you know, where, when, with whom would you like it to scope, and what are your next steps? This is just a short version of the outcome frame. The full version is in um, Smart Tribes. So since the brain needs to have insights, since the brain needs to aspire, the outcome frame is a great tool to, frankly, get both going. And also, when someone shapes their own outcome and their next steps, they need to own it. You know, there's power there, too. It's just amazing to me. As I think about some of the things that you're, you're trying to help people understand, is leaders don't have all the answers, but they have the questions at their mm-hmm. fingertips that can help create those answers, and they're not responsible for those answers. It's the tribe that has to mm-hmm. be responsible. Yeah. And it, you know, when you think about this, and I think often as uh, leaders, you know, they're, they're confident, they may have, you know, good egos, and so they cut to the chase and tell people what to do. And, you know, it's pretty obvious, like, I think with your question, is someone uh, going to be more interested in following what you're saying or following more committed to what they're saying. So just these questions can really highlight the person coming up with their own answers, and that's where the commitment and engagement is, is following their own answers versus their boss's answers. Yeah, and it's so important to use inquiry. I know that we all have an itchy trigger finger, and somebody right. comes to us and says, how do I do such and such? It's easy just to say, bing, bing, bing. But you just taught them to be an order taker, you know? 
Whereas if you say, gosh, well, what would you suggest? What could go yeah. right? What could go wrong? Who else should we loop in? You know, now they're actually firing in the frontal cortex. They're actually starting to solve problems. Yes. And they're actually starting to have insights. Yeah. You know, that, that's a, such a simple uh, sequence. And I, and I think, you know, teaching the folks that you, you're doing, Christine, to just, you know, have some awareness of what is it that they want and how can they slow themselves down, ask some questions first. Probably the difference of... Uh, 20 seconds versus coming out with what is in your mouth the first three seconds. Can they kind of think a little bit more, the leaders, and ask some of these questions? Yeah, and when we start inquiring, people then start over time coming to us saying, okay, well, I've thought about this, and I'm going to do bing, bing, bing. And then we can just be their sounding board, or we can help validate. And then after that, they don't even come to us. They just own their area. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's great. So tell us a little bit about... um, one yeah, of the things I that I imagine having your book is just... <laughs> Go ahead, Relly. Oh, I, I, I didn't hear that. Is uh, just dealing with change. Yeah. And, and you say that change is a dirty word. Why is that? Yeah, because often it, the brain fears change, not for change, but for the anticipation of pain. And here's the thing. We need to reframe change. I really don't like using the change work. I like a word. I like growth evolution. We're going from this inflection point to that inflection point. We're moving forward. Um, And there's a couple of things I want to really stress. The word together, extremely powerful. So we're going to go through this together. We're in this together. It conveys rich, rich, rich feelings of safety, belonging, and mattering. If you guys remember your Maslow from high school, safety, belonging, mattering, extremely key below the ability for humans to be able to perform. So how are we creating safety in our culture? Here's our plan. I know that it's risky. Here's our, back, here's our backup plan to our backup plan. You know, so helping people understand that we've considered the risks and we have these possibilities. Belonging, we're in this together. We're going to figure this out. Thanks for being part of the team. Who else should we loop in on this? You know, there's a feeling of tribe. There's emotion there. And then mattering. You know, acknowledging people, appreciating them for their unique contributions and gifts. This is why social media is so popular. Lots of belonging and lots of mattering. Many of us just kind of fear being inconsequential. It's, you know, it's love-hate is better than indifference, you know. So we can create these rich experiences of tribe, of safety, belonging, mattering, of in this together with mission, vision, values that actually work. The vast majority of mission, vision, values that I see are totally ineffective. But if we tell people what the tribal code is, here's where the tribe is going, here's what's exciting about it, here's how we're all making a difference together, here's how we're putting a dent in the universe, we're improving the world, and here's who we need to be as we do that, and this is our tribal code. These values are who we are as we go do great things. That opens the door when someone doesn't honor your values. You can say, whoa, dude, hey, this is who we are. How are you doing? You know, do you want to be in our tribe? Because this is what our tribal code is. Brings people together. I think that this is such an important part of growing a healthy organization. And I think one of the really exciting parts of of your book, Smart Tribes, uh, is in uh, you know, in the appendix, you, you do such a great job of listing some of the morals and values that need to be revisited and yeah. why people should be asking questions like things um, are so simple like this. If blank were missing from my life, 
I would be totally miserable. Or when I have blank, I feel peace and harmony with myself and the world around me. It's so important for you to wake up anyone who's listening, who's working inside of an organization that can use these tools because the worst times in our lives are when we don't want to get up and go to work. And I can't imagine ever feeling that way. I don't know really about you, but that would make me incredibly unhappy and sad. Yeah, and a lot of people feel that way, you know? Oh, 4% of the public, general public, goes to work depressed. And, you know, that's that's terrible. Um, It sounds like a low percentage, but, you know, you think about that and how Relly says, you know, everybody, especially a leader, is the thermostat of their company. Um, 4% by one tribe is 40%. 40% by another tribe is 400%. I mean, you do, the, do the math and, and just multiply it by 10. So tell us now, how can, we get, how can we get in touch with you, Christine? How can we learn more about Smart Tribes Institute? Yeah, so you can go to smarttribesinstitute.com, of course. Um, you can call us on 415-320-6580. 415-320-6580. If people want to get involved with us on Twitter, it's hashtag Smart Tribes. Um, and then if they want to join our list and hear about all the cool things we do, it's smarttribesinstitute.com slash join, and they can join our, our tribe, and they can find out about the webinars and all the cool stuff that we do. Well, Christine, this has been uh, so helpful. I'm looking at your website now and just that so folks know you have a leadership playbook, you have the culture and talent playbook, uh, and you have the sales and marketing playbook, which all sounds like it's a, uh, giving a lot more extensive uh, education for folks around the Smart Tribes. Yeah, so, yeah. Smart Tribes playbook really tells people, kind of walks people through all the tools. And you can just, if you want to go directly to that, it's just smarttribesinstitute.com slash STP, like Smart Tribes playbook. Good. So, so thanks, Christine, guys. as we um, come to a close here, what is one parting thought you might like to leave with individuals who are trying to create more of what you call smart states versus a critter state and more smart tribes in their organization? Yeah. Um, the main thing I want people to think about is, is their culture tribal? What is the tribe of their culture? What do people need to do to be a member of the tribe? What are the behaviors of the tribe? Um, and we have some sub-tribes, too. We have the tribe overall, and then we have the leadership you know, level, if you will. What, who do leaders need to be? How do they need to show up? to really be a leader at this organization. So once we start to understand kind of what the tribal customs are, what the tribal rituals are, how we reinforce who we are, how we celebrate who we are, how we understand and acknowledge somebody for being an outstanding tribal member, um, then we understand how we fit in. And human beings need to know where they fit. They need to know where they belong. They need to identify with something bigger than themselves. You can do that in the workplace. Yeah. You can do that in the workplace. Well, Christine, thank you so much. We're delighted to have had you with us today. Please go to www.smart.com 
tribesinstitute.com backslash join. And also, don't forget to visit us at truenorthleadership.com. We'll see you next time on Leadership Development News. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.